From the Financial Times in Cairo, I'm Heba Saleh, and this is FT News. The UN-backed government in the Libyan capital Tripoli says it is close to pushing Islamic State fighters out of the coastal city of Sirte, considered one of the group's most important strongholds outside of Syria and Iraq. But with little sign of a political agreement between rival governments in western and eastern Libya, the country is still nowhere near stability. Martin Kobler is the German career diplomat appointed by the UN to oversee the peace process in Libya. He spoke to me about the country's wide-ranging problems during a recent visit to Cairo. How much time has Libya got? had a government in Tripoli for two or three months, seems to have lost traction, and the fragmentation continues. Where are we heading? Well, there was 42 years of Gaddafi dictatorship, so it takes some time to institute strong institutions. And what I learned in my time in Libya is that there were never really strong institutions before. So this does not go overnight. However, it has to go fast because people are suffering. We have a roadmap which is very clear and which has a timeline. This timeline says the Libyan political agreement should be implemented in a transitional phase within one year, extendable for another year. So that is a clear two years timeline until the constitution is passed by a referendum. And that's why in parallel we are working also on this longer term or medium term perspective to have a new constitution of Libya in place. Do you see the Libyan state running out of cash? The cash is dependent on the oil revenues. Now, there is a huge potential of within one week, if you have the political will, to double the oil export. The oil export stands now at 350,000 barrels per day. If the Jadran and Zintani switch on the oil pipes, then this can be an additional 300, 400, up to 600,000 barrels per day, which can be exported. And this is a short-term gain. They can increase the oil if they have an agreement and the political will to do it. Technically, I'm told it's not a problem. Let me ask you specifically about CERT. First, I'd like to ask you, what is your information about the state of play there? We're hearing victory is imminent. Is that true? And has the world overestimated the ISIS presence in CERT? Well, the ISIS presence in CERT itself I think was overestimated. I mean, I always heard uh, 7,000, 6,000 or so. We are not an intelligence agency, but it's not very probable that there are 6,000 ISIS fighters inside Syria. It's more in the hundreds and not in the thousands. The fightings are in the city of Sirt now. This is a house-to-house fight. And, uh, this is long and protracted, but I'm not in a position to give you a timeline here when this will be finished. But if you clear ISIS from Sirt, how will it help? Will there be, after that, a new front line over the oil crescent? Two points on this. The first one is that the main track is now the security track. There must be a united Libyan army under the supreme commandership of the Presidency Council, as the Libyan political agreement foresees. This requires a joint structure, East and West, because only a joint command can have exemptions from the weapons embargo of the United Nations. 
Not that the country is short of weapons. There are 20 million weapons around. However, the quality of weapons is important and they need different weapons to fight terrorism. That's why to have a joint united army structure and units recognizing the supreme commandership of the presidency council, this is the main objective. The second question is a more practical one. If Sirt is liberated from the ISIS, the whole town is booby-trapped. 30, 40,000 people in the Beni Walid area, they want to go back to their hometown. Yeah. This is booby-trapped. It has to be demined. That's why I come back to the visionary approach. Where are the big reconstruction plans? Where is the business community involved? Where is the funding for the demining? No businessman will demine, but the international community, the Libyans, they will have to create the framework conditions for the internally displaced persons to return and to reconstruct their country. And then there must be a thorough post-Sirt reconstruction, as there is a post-Benghazi reconstruction fund. This will require huge resources, but Libya is a rich country and it could be financed on loan basis or by frozen assets or, or whatever. There's no shortage at the end of money. So there is a security track underway and what's on its agenda is post-CERT liberation? No, two things. Okay. The security track is to find, first of all, the Tripoli security. Tripoli cannot be governed by militias eternally. I mean, the militias, uh, according to the agreement, they have to be disbanded, they have to be integrated in civil or military life. There are 35,000 policemen, there are 90,000 soldiers on the payroll, but they are at home and they are not working as soldiers and policemen. So it is not a perspective for Tripoli forever to be governed by militias. Yeah. This has to end one day and we are in contact with everybody to find a solution, implying guarantees and immunities for the fighters, with the exception of cross-human rights violations and war crimes. This is one thing. But this is still contingent on progress in the political track. Well, these are parallel tracks. I would say the security track is the most important. My line here is very yeah. clear. We follow the institutional line, Libyan political agreement implementation, creating joint command structures of a united Libyan army, I truly appreciate efforts from all sides to fight Islamic State. This is true for the Misratans, this is true for the forces in the East. Terrorism must be fought, it's a danger for the neighboring countries, it's a danger above all for the Libyans themselves, and at the end of the day there must be peace and a country free of terrorism, period. This is a long process, yeah. this will take years, you do not have to be a prophet. Yeah. All we read about is the big rift, is that you've got General Haftar in one side and you've got the Misratans, and then they're all sort of hurling insults at each other and there's not a lot of progress. Well, I think there are command centers, operation centers, instituted by the Presidency Council now. But this is without the participation of major parts of the East, but with the participation, for example, of Jadran. I mean, there are forces in the East who are joined. Yes. But this is by far not enough. What we can do as United Nations is to be of assistance, but only if the forces of the East talk to us. Now, I ask every week to meet General Haftar, but he says, so far, no, let's wait a little bit. So what's your yeah. biggest worry right now? My biggest worry is the people of Libya. The biggest worry is now electricity, security on the streets, kidnappings, 
basic needs for the people, hospitals which are not operative 60% all over the country, children who lose their school years in Benghazi because of protracted fighting, this is my biggest worry, humanitarian assistance now for the people, this must be in the heads of every Libyans that this has to stop and they cannot take by blocking a political or security track to take the whole people of Libya hostage. Are the neighbors helping? Because, I mean, we know here, for instance, Egypt is worried about Islamists in the government in Libya. The role of the neighbors and the regional states is crucial and positive. It is and, positive. And I have seen this over the last six months after the signature of the agreement, that everybody is on board around the Libyan political agreement. Now, we are here in Egypt, and Egypt, of course, has strong interests in Libya. They are worried about terrorism as is Algeria, as is Chad, as is Niger. Most of the fighters of the Islamic States are foreigners. These are not Libyans. These are Tunisians, Egyptians, Algerians, Moroccans, Iraqis, Syrians. These are not Libyans. So, of course, the neighboring countries are worried about the South extension, in particular those who now trickle out of Sirt. Where are they? Yes. Are they going back to their countries? Do we know? Are they still in the countries? I don't know. There are probabilities, of course, but neighboring countries have an extreme interest, in particular also Egypt, an extreme interest in anti-terror fight uh, in, in Libya. Egypt, in particular, has also an interest in the stable economy of Libya. There were, in the former times, there were two million Egyptian workers working in Libya. I suppose that the young people of Egypt also in future need jobs and the youth bulge is as in every country in the region. Also here 70% of the people I suppose are below the age of 35. So they want to work, they have families to feed and Libya can be, but only if security and stability is there and investment are taking place, there are golden opportunities in Libya. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.